Welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 312, Terminator 2, Judgment Day from 1991. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And this episode's brought to you by Exterminator, professional extermination Mm. services at your doorstep. At Exterminator Pest Control, they offer residents of Columbus, Ohio, reliable and professional pest control and extermination services. Shout out to Exterminator. Well, shout out to Exterminator. Welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. Pit stop talking about Terminator 2 Judgment Day. If you want to watch it, it's on Netflix. Joe, what is your I don't I don't know the answer to this question. What is your history with this franchise? There are, I think, six movies on the TV There's show. Six of them? Really? There's six movies. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that there were six of them. I There's the there's the, the two that James Cameron did, then there's Rise of the Machines, which was like Terminate the Three Rise of the Machines. I remember when he was on like Con- like Conan had a bit that like the whole summer that movie was coming out. That tracks. There was just like he had this like face that he would do the mouth of and he would just scream about Terminator Three I can Rise picture of the Machines. That and I can hear that. Yeah. yeah. That was like two thousand two, two thousand three, I think. Then there was Salvation in like oh eight, oh nine, and then there was Genesis in 15, and then there was Dark Fate. I, I, I didn't want to look these up because I want to see if I can remember. And that was in like 2018. What's your history? How, how many of these have you seen? I've seen the first Terminator and probably only in high school. I feel like I didn't see this one, but then I vividly remembered scenes of it. Like the scene where he like l- hooks and latches onto the back of the car. I definitely mm. remember that. And that's not like a No, people are not copying that exact thing. No. Right? So so I don't know if I have I I've, I feel like I haven't had seen Had you this seen in the similar thing? Had you seen the elevator with the the claws in the elevator or no? No, not that I remember. Okay. 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 So like I have this like fuzzy memory and like I don't know if I watched it like fucked up in high school, but like in my house as far as I know like my dad wasn't like a big Arnold guy. Okay. Like he definitely was like uh more Bruce Lee, things like that. So I mean and and I have like, you know, a really mixed review of like action movies in general. Like mm-hmm, they usually mm-hmm. don't work very well for me. So watching it this time there was things that I somehow remembered and thing and most of it I didn't remember at all. Do you remember the first movie or not really? Like, you know, you've seen it. Do you remember, like, what it's about? Like, what I was went, on? I went and reread a synopsis. I planned okay. to watch it beforehand, but I was like, you know what? Let me reread a synopsis just to make sure that, like, I have a general idea of where this is going. Because I had seen these two forever ago. Like, probably when I was watching every movie ever for the first and only time that I've ever seen most of these movies. Makes sense. And then... I don't think I've ever seen three, which is a weird play. Which, which I've definitely never seen three. Skip. I know that I haven't seen three. I never saw the TV show, which my dad, I know, watched. There was and a then TV I saw show, too? Yeah, with a, a woman from Serenity and Firefly was in was Sarah Connor, I think. Maybe it wasn't Sarah Connor? I don't know anything about it. I didn't look it up. But I looked up the years of the movies, and I was pretty close. I remember we saw Salvation, which is 09, in theaters together as a family. Okay. And then I saw Genesis... Terminator Genesis was when I was living in Austin, and they showed that trailer before, I think, literally every movie, and it was, like, a, an exciting trailer, but it spoiled every single thing that happened in the movie. Like Luckily every for me, I don't remember anything. I didn't remember that movie existed, let alone the trailer or set pieces. I, I didn't. I thought that 3 was the last one. And then there was the one that came out a few years, like, right before COVID. So, I think, looking at his... I looking at his letterbox, I think Arnold's in the first three and then the newest one, but he's not in 09 and he's not in 15. No, he is in 15. What the fuck? Maybe he's just not in the 09 one? Was he just like the governor while he was in this? I don't know what his governor run was. I don't know. It must have not That's been in the he question. must have been the governor when he was not in that one. What are the rules on that? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, like, are you allowed to he make was movies? governor from 03 to 11. These are not questions I had answers to. 03 to 11. Okay. He was in a handful of things that came out in 03, which probably filmed before he took office. 
And then 1 and 04 and 05, he was uncredited in the Expendables, which I guess we'll probably cover at some point because there's a couple crossover there, like Statham's and that, whatever. But yeah, no, basically 03 to 11, he was aside from stuff that I would assume, yeah, that he was either filmed before or like there was like a day on set somewhere, he was not in anything. That's wild. I mean, it makes sense because like if you dick off for like six months to make a movie. No, I know. But still, like I never thought about like reelect him. Like, I, you know, I have friends who are like, I can't believe we lost Robert Downey Jr. for 15 years to Iron Man. It's just like, we lost Arnold for eight years to governing. Like, you know, that, that's a to different California. thing. To California, like, yeah, to the state of California. Wild. That is wild. Um, so I never saw three. I saw four, five, six, I think, in theaters. Many of my friends, a lot of my fantasy baseball league, love this movie, love Terminator 2, in a way that, like, it's the formative action movie of their childhood. When we That did makes sense. The... It, it, it feels blockbustery. It's It's a big action movie. I think the story is better than a lot of action movies. Like, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I can see. I can see if this if this hit you at like thirteen or whatever, you'd be like, "Fuck yes!" It's this movie, like the Indiana Joneses, and like you know, there's there's discourse and discord in our um, join our Discord, by the way. But there's discord among you know what the new Indiana Jones reception is. But like, I rewatched the first one on Friday night, and then I watched this one on Sunday, and I was like under the impression because I'm you know very in, easily influenced by friends that I was like, this is like the best movie and the first one's good but not great i think i like the first one more the first oh, one's kind of wow. like a it's kind of like a horror movie it's like a slasher movie um i was reading you know fan favorite not main feed favorite you know but just fan favorite garrett smith i think he likes the first one more like he he loves both of them but like i think there's something that like people who love horror movies like the first one more because it's like a slasher like it's just like this unstoppable killer killing you know hunting down everything because you know yeah yeah so the first movie, he goes back, he gets sent back in time. Arnold gets sent back in time to take out Sarah Connor yeah. before she has John Connor, who is going to end the robot rebellion. And he, you know, they send back Kyle Reese, who, while protecting Sarah Connor, also impregnates her and, you know, is the father of John Connor. This movie, Arnold gets sent back to protect Sarah Connor. Yes. And Robert well, Patrick well, gets John sent back. John Connor. Yes, John Connor and Sarah Connor. Yes. The, but specifically John Connor, yes. And... The twist, which was not spoiled in the trailer, supposedly, is that no one knew Arnold was the good guy, which feels like such an amazingly cool twist. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you didn't know, yes. I I mean, like, as I started watching this, I expected him to be Terminator and Mm -hmm. terminate them. And then he's like, I'm here to save you. And I was like, is he really here to save him? So I think I watched it with a mild idea of this. Because, like, the first, like, 25 minutes, they're both chasing after John, and you don't know who's who. And apparently, like, the coolest thing, which I never knew, but I found on IMDb, was that they wanted to bring back Michael Bean, who played Kyle Reese in the first movie. Okay. And they wanted to have him be instead of Robert Patrick. So you're going to have the same actors coming back Flipped. again. And you'd be like... Yes. But they, they're like, oh, it's too confusing for audiences. But, like, it's not. I don't think... Like, it would be confusing <laughs> for, like, a second, and then be like, oh, this is super cool. Yeah, I think it would have played. I think it would have worked. Yeah, that. But I get the idea that like you have to have a, a having a different guy does make it a little clearer. The, this movie does a good job of uh, of really leading the audience to to water a lot of the time. In terms of what? There's a giant truck coming down, and it says Cryoco oh, on the side, yeah. liquid nitrogen, and I'm like, oh, th- this is why, like, I. I don't know if I was remembering stuff or just being like, this is right in your face. So I think there's there's two different things about action movies I think that works really well. Either like something is so unexpected and cool or like you see something coming and be like, this could be badass. And then it happens. You're like, yeah, that, that was, was badass. badass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, okay, so liquid nitrogen is going to come into play. Like, how could it possibly? Oh, no, happen? I knew and exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's super cool. So if you've not seen Terminator 2, a cyborg identical to the one who failed to kill Sarah Connor must now protect her 10-year-old son, John, from an even more advanced and powerful cyborg. So directed and written by James Cameron. This is his first film for Too Fast, but not our last, especially not this lap. So just hint, hint, wink, wink. Also written by this guy, William Wisher, who wrote the first two movies. He also is in the first two movies. It's like a small cameo. He also wrote Judge Dredd and worked on Die Hard 3 and 4. Uh, shot by the guy, the only reason I bring it up again, shot by Adam Greenberg, who also shot Snakes on a Plane. So we just talked about him in the last bonus episode. So just keep in mind the two movies that we just watched back to back, both shot by the same guy. Weird. 
budget of about a hundred million dollars. Apparently, it was originally seventy-five. Approached that's huge 90. at this time, right? It's very expensive, and studio executives were freaking out. They're like, "This is too much money. We got to cut scenes. Let's cut the scene where Arnold goes to the biker bar and gets his bike and his clothes." And Arnold and James Cameron convinced them not to. Arnold said, quote, only a studio guy would cut out a scene like that. It's just like only someone who doesn't love movies or care about movies would cut out like a super cool scene. Yeah, like the accountants, the accountants would love to get rid of this scene. Yeah. So it cost $100 million, but it made $520 million. It was the first to break $300 million overseas with inflation. It's the highest R-rated action film ever. It was the highest opening weekend R-rated film at all until The Matrix Reloaded. It outgrossed the original after four days, and it's the third biggest release ever at the time behind E.T. and Star Wars. So like, even though it cost a ton of money, they made so Bo much more money. money. Yeah. The fact that like it you know, never goes away. Critics love it. Audiences love it. All that sort of stuff. It was also nominated for six Oscars. It won four. It won four Oscars for what? Which ones did probably it win? Technical. Probably yeah. technical. This is like actually, sound editing, which, by the way, another movie that I fucking hate sound-wise this movie is either dead silent and I can't hear anything or explosions in my ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's like a lot of, it's like, it's kind of almost like a sneaking around kind of spy movie at times. So, okay. It was nominated for Best Cinematography. So, Snakes on a Plane, Adam Greenberg did not win that. Uh, it, oh, yeah, okay. It won Best Sound. It was nominated for Best Editing. It won Best Special Effects Editing. It won Best Visual Effects and won Best Makeup. So, it's just like, okay, all, all the, yes. look and sound the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It's, they, it still kind of plays like that, right? Like, mm-hmm. this, these kind of movies never win Best Picture, but you'll, you know, The Hobbit will win all of the special effects, sound effects, visual effects, right. makeup, costumes, whatever, whatever. Well, in that same kind of way, like, this movie until... The only other movies I think ever... There, where's the, where did I put my notes? The only other movies that ever won Oscars where the first movie got no nominations were this, Born Ultimate, which is the third one, and Fury Road. Like, Fury Road, like, was nominated for, like, four, 14. I remember, it won, yeah. Like, eight. It was all technical stuff, but it's just, like, these movies have so raised the game, but the original ones, like the first Terminator, the first Born, the first Mad Max, got no critical love in, you know, in that regard, but all these other ones, like, one sound, editing, whatever, special effects, all that kind of Makes stuff. Makes sense, yeah. The special effects in this are fire. Like, they look yes, really great. This... Even the CGI, like, for at the time, like, there's, like, mm-hmm. definitely pieces where you're like, okay, yeah, that's shitty CGI. And I'm sure James Cameron is really pissed he couldn't shoot that in 70 billion millimeter. But it looks pretty good still. I think, it, I don't remember if it's this one or the first one, but there's one of these that, like, Blu-ray snobs are like, do not buy the 4K. It's too smooth. It looks bad. Like, they try to fix it up so much after the fact that, like, it doesn't have the same kind of like practical effects and like I don't remember I think it's the first one or maybe it's a to- maybe it's total recall it's like an Arnold movie from around this time people are like don't buy this it looks like shit so you know sometimes like having kind of shitty special effects but like leaving them in there works yeah watching this in high def this definitely feels like a movie though that VHS would play really nice with oh yeah for sure right yeah the only other two trivia before I want we can talk about the movie is Arnold, speaking of the, the only reason I bring this up is the vehicle's lap, Arnold was given a slightly used Gulfstream 3 airplane for doing this movie, which is about $14 million, so he was gifted an airplane by someone, by a producer, I think, to do this movie. Well, that you, if your budget was $100 million, you give Arnold a $14 yeah. million airplane, you dumb fucks. Like, he could have cut out the bar scene. He, he yeah. got the plane and the bar scene. Cool. And the only other thing, and I think this is very funny, in the Spanish version of the film, Hasta la Vista Baby is translated to Sayonara Baby. So to keep it as, you know, sort of like a different language, which is kind of dumb. That is kind of cool. Yeah, kind of cool. All right, so Terminator 2, there's a bunch of different vehicles in here, which I was glad that, you know, after doing Fast and Furious. Yeah, okay, I totally missed a lot of the vehicles. I can rip some off my head, but... But what did you think overall? I know that you're not a huge action fan, and this is not the sound-wise, but... Thumbs up, thumbs down this time around. First time or maybe repeat time. Who knows? I liked it. I think Arnold is a great star. And and I see a lot of Statham and Arnold in the same vein when I watch these movies. Okay. Like, they're both just like two badass dudes and they fit these roles really well. I think Arnold is just like made for that. I can't imagine that there would be a version of this movie with anybody else. 
we just watched a movie with Dennis Rodman in it for 1999, and yes. John said in the episode, Dennis Rodman is a better actor than Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I said, hold on, what? No, Arnold's typecast, but he's nailing that fucking... T- this is like Keanu in like the Bill and Ted's era, right? Like He's playing right. the same guy, but like he's killing that role. I don't think that... Arnold is ever like I'm not going to defend Arnold be like he's an Academy Award aspiring actor but like no. for what he's asked to do like no one does it better and like Dennis Rodman is like Dennis Rodman right so yeah he's kind of a clown I don't know. he's like a real life clown not not like in any way other than he just is an entertainer mm-hmm. he's an entertainer I thought and it's interesting you compared him to Steven I got very big Uncle Jacob baby B vibes I, I have that note around right here yep it's a very uh, uh, Uncle Jacob baby B situation on this like road trip pals mm-hmm. kid and kid and guy you do what I say ha 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 we're having fun yes I 100% get that I just I just don't think I just don't think Cena is as close to Schwarzenegger even though physically yes as Statham is acting wise Okay, that's interesting because I think Cena. I think Cena's funnier than well, Stephen is so funny in Spy. I don't know. Like I think Arnold can do like like Jingle All the Way and stuff like that. Like he's really funny in. Uh, what was the also, one? Uh, like Twins. Twins is hilarious. Like mm-hmm, I remember these mm-hmm. Arnolds. I don't remember any of the action Arnolds. Like have you seen? Do you remember? Like have you seen like Predator? Have you seen? Yes. Total Recall. We did Total Recall. We did, for this we podcast. did Total Recall. So yeah, I watched Total Recall. That was good. But like my memories. Of Arnold or Jingle All the Way. Oh, well, you love Batman and Robin. Yes, yes, yes. Have you yes. seen True Lies, another James Cameron movie? No. That one rules. That's him and Kevin Arnold. Not Kevin Arnold, Tom Arnold. Who's Kevin Arnold? Kevin Arnold's from The Wonder Years. Tom Arnold. Arnold and Tom Arnold and Jamie Lee Curtis. That's a fun movie. Okay. It's another James Cameron. It's, that's one that, like, is not out on Blu-ray. Like, that is super hard to find. Like, that's, like, lost in rights hell somewhere. But if you can find that one, that's worth watching. Um... Robert Patrick is great. He is, I don't know if you know, but he is, you know, the T-1000, he is in the final two or three seasons of The X-Files. When Duchovny basically leaves, he kind of takes oh. his place. Did you see, on the, on a side note, did you see Duchovny, like, on the picket line? And did you yes. hear what, do you know this, I'm sure you know this story, right? I just found what? out about it, like, when I saw a picture of him on the picket line. What's the, the F- story? That, that he was there? No, not that he was there, that, like... He's getting royally fucked because they sold the rights to the streaming of the X-Files in this, like, really, like, shitty deal to another Fox network. So their royalties for the X-Files are, like, nothing, even though they should be getting royalties for the X-Files because they never let they never let it play out to the free market. And I think he sued and won. Mm. Like, but they gave this, like, really, like, cheeky... Like, oh, we're going to, like, lease you the files for, like, a million dollars a year or something. And they're like, well, it's the fucking X-Files. Like, it shouldn't – this should be, like, a huge buy for, like, some studio. And they sold it to themselves. And then we're like, we didn't make any money on this. Sorry, guys. And that's super shitty. Yeah. No, and that's, like, the whole – like, it's the the royalties thing, the streaming royalties specifically and AI. And I know that he was was photographed holding, like, the – the sign that says the royalties are out there with a little UFO yes, yes, on yes. it. That, yeah, like, that's that's what the picture brought up for. And then somebody explained yeah. the backstory, and I was like, "Wow, this double sucks." What? Because like when they striked, when they struck, striked. Stri- I think I guess the past tense of like struck. When you strike. When you struck, I saw people say struck. struck. Yeah, I saw people say okay, struck, well, but I don't know when if that's they struck, right or not. When they struck in like oh six oh seven, I think it was about DVD royalties, and then all these studios were like all right you can have dvd like it's basically like all right like and then streaming became a thing and then you know they they were fucked on that and so yeah that sucks like that's the whole thing where they like nobody gets any money which is interesting that like i was saying to you that like the zach efron show is gonna be on cw like they're acting like all these like writers are like i guess thanks for giving us residuals on this stuff like you know we don't get money for streaming but if you put a streaming show on network they're gonna get residuals from that. Like it's it's insane how it all works, but yeah. Sorry, Joey and I have been talking about this behind the scenes because I find it very fascinating. So it's wild. It's absolutely wild and shitty. And hopefully, you know, these people get paid. And also, hopefully, that like you know things in direct ref- regard to this podcast, like the next two Fast and Furious movies, don't get super super delayed. Yeah. So Robert Patrick X Files, but T one thousand in this practiced running, breathing only through his nose so much like he was he, this like this rigorous regime so like when he's chasing john connor on his dirt bike through that garage to make it not to make it was, look effortless 
he okay. was so good at it that like he was just like smoking the kid like even the kid on the bike he was just like catching <laughs> up so they had to like slow him down for the movie but like i can't imagine being that fast but that's pretty awesome pretty good. imagine out training yeah. your your character you're like oh yeah shit i'm actually too fast okay but in that first scene where you find out who is who, who is good, who is bad, them fighting in the hallway, throwing each other in the walls, reminded me a lot of Dom versus Hobbs and Fast Five, which is, you know, any, any movie with, like, two big, muscly dudes, like, throwing each other, like, through walls is, yes. like, that's pretty Fast Five. That's, that's very true. And I think just overall, like, as much as I was saying that Arnold reminds me of Statham, this movie, Terminator, is very much Dom. Mm. It's mm-hmm. a very, it's a very, vin- like, if... If they made a new, like, a remake of Terminator, I think that Vin would want to be Terminator. Yeah, but I don't think anybody else would want him to be Terminator. No, but I think that Vin would want to be Terminator. Sure. When we just did the Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 episode for Cruise Club, Mike and I basically compared the entire time that Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise in those movies, is basically Dom. Not Vin, but he's specifically Dom about, like, how he won't let other people die. He keeps choosing one person over the greater good, and he's like, we'll figure it all out later. Like, it's amazing how much Dom is in everything else and how much is in Dom. Like, it's just a very... Yeah. I know that we're seeing what we want to see, and that, you know, even though Mike is not on every episode of this, like, Mike is thinking about the Fast and Furious more than probably almost anybody else. Yep, yep. And so I know that we're seeing Fast and Furious and other things, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, they have very similar ethos, Ethan Hunt and uh, Dom Toretto. Just Vin. Vin in general. I think Vin mm, and mm-hmm. and Tom Cruise have very similar, e- like, I'm going to ride this fucker out until the sunset. Like, I'm going to do these yep. until I'm dead or they kick me out. And they're not kicking me out because I also make them. So, yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah. Um. The reason that like I I wanted to do this movie for this lap is because Arnold rides the motorcycle for almost the entire movie. But there's the chase where he's on the motorcycle chasing after the semi truck, which is chasing after the dirt bike. Yes. And I know that we have a lot more pit stops to do, like things that patrons have picked and things that we have picked. But like I think so far this might be our best action scene for non cars. Yeah. Chase scene. I really really like this one. I liked. All of the stunts. Are they in the LA Aqueducts? Is this like a, an offshoot of the LA Aqueducts? Because it looks like it to me, but they're, they're not as wide. And I and I, you always see the like really big one, right? So like trivia says it's like just drainage, but it looks like the Aqueducts. Like if it's not the Aqueducts, like this leads to the Aqueducts, right? Like it's the same. That's what I'm saying. Kind of thing. Yeah. It's a tributary that leads to like the main Aqueducts. And the interesting thing about this is that the 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 heavy truck was like the top. You know what he drives under that overpass and the whole like top rips off. Yeah, and it becomes a convertible. Like, yeah, they didn't plan that. Um, but when they got on set, they're like, "Oh, this isn't going to fit underneath," and so they figured out a way to like rig it so that, like when they when they, I mean, they he didn't, like, tro- half chopped. Like that, yeah, they, he like, half he yeah. half chopped the top. So when he hits it, that part comes. That's awesome. Which Amazing. is super cool. Very, very cool. And then there's also, uh, you know, information on IMDb. There's also so much trivia on IMDb. Like, I, I read through the first hundred. I'm just like, I can't. Like, there's too much. I can't. I, I cut it off at, like, because it, it's ranked in terms of, like, how much people think is interesting. So, like, at a certain point, I'm just like, enough is enough. But there was a thing about, like, how they actually rigged. Because, like, there's a big jump that Arnold has where he, like, lands, quote, unquote, Arnold. The Terminator lands. Uh He does, like, this huge jump with the motorcycle and, like, lands in the drainage. And, like, yes. like yeah, that, that clearly wasn't Arnold. And they had the whole thing about like how, you know, it was a stunt man or whatever. And so like, there's cool stuff about that, that like, you know, wiring yeah, he just and drives the fucking whatever. truck right off the thing into the, into the aqueducts too. Like if the truck just starts out, just like it just drives like mm-hmm. off a bridge and then lands and starts chasing the kid on the dirt bike. Well, that's like, what's cool about like, there's something and it's not like agent Smith in the matrix movies where he can just like literally possess or any of the agents where they can possess someone else. But like, he just keeps going. Like, he can't really be killed unless, you know, certain things happen at the end. But it's amazing how just, like, relentless he is. Like, I know that, like, Arnold, like, that's the whole thing of the Terminator. But, like, there's something about, like, him just, like, in the truck and just, like, pulling across traffic. Like, I don't give a shit if, you know, who dies. So yeah. I need to kill this kid. Also, whenever he first gets the truck, he jumps up, rips the guy out, throws him out the side of the truck. And I was like, if this isn't Fast and the Furious, I don't mm. know what is. Mm-hmm. There's like, also, he does the same thing in a helicopter, which I don't think has happened. No, yeah, yeah. He jumps in, like, hangs from the helicopter, which is, again, that's that's the Rock's move, right? Yeah, it's true. 
I think the coolest, so, like, if you have not seen this, if you don't remember, the T-1000 can, like, he's, like, liquid metal, and he can sort of take the shape of anything that he wants, like, anything that's about his size. But I totally forgot when he becomes the floor, basically, at that hospital, and, like, his face kind of comes up from the ground. One of the coolest CGI special effects things I've ever seen. I agree. Amazing. And they purposely use, like, a nice Mm checkerboard-style floor that, like, lends itself deeply to, like, this morphing and like Mm -hmm. seeing the shape of him come out of it excellent so cool very very cool and that whole hospital scene i i mentioned i i messaged this to bob because you know bob loves this movie he also we watched the x-files together with our friend real and like i think it's partly because my brain was like oh robert patrick x-files but so much of this hospital scene is shot at night and quiet and kind of spooky and like even though this movie is like firmly an action movie and not like a horror movie like this kind of feels like a horror sequence and like this looks and feels and seems like the x-files in a way that i did not remember he's like oh yeah i guess you're right but like there's so much here of just like going down like empty corridors at night in the hospital like a mental asylum it's just like this is spooky man I don't know, this is a very, like, chicken and the egg thing for me, but, like, these set pieces, James Cameron's hitting, like, all the all-stars of action mm-hmm. movie set pieces mm-hmm. in this, right? Like, you get, like, a chase through the aqueducts, you get, like, mm-hmm. a spooky hospital, you mm-hmm. get a, a warehouse that's abandoned, that's, like, a mill or something, you know what I mean? Like, every single, like, a garage, like, every single set piece you can have in an action movie, it feels like every single one of them is in this movie. Yeah, this movie, and then also John Woo's Hard Boil, which I talked about with, I've been talking about a little bit with Mark on and off on Twitter, because I just watched it for the first time, and that came out in, I think, 92, like, right around this time, and those two movies, like, so many movies just straight up copied or ripped off, because it's just, like, there's, like, kind of the West Western cinema and Eastern cinema, and just, like, amazing, super cool action movies that, like, in in one regard, don't seem as cool. Because you're like, I've seen this before. It's like, but well, this was the first one, right? Like, there's so much here that just... Yeah, like, and they do everything. Uh, yeah. So, like, I'm assuming that a lot of this is James Cameron doing this stuff for the first time, and then we've just seen it a bajillion times regurgitated because mm-hmm, people mm-hmm, love this mm-hmm. movie. Okay. I think so. And, I, you know, I'm sure that he's also lifting from other things, too, and, like... Inspired like by, his ideas I get it. Are for, yeah, yeah, but still, a lot of, like, what you see is, like, these movies are, like, you know... This, this movie was huge. Yeah. Not a non-car, but Arnold driving a station wagon. Like, there's, you know, there's the sort of doofy dad car that he retrofits in Fast 10 that Jacob drives. But, like, we don't have a ton of station wagons. Like, we have a minivan. Brian drives a minivan in 7. But, like, station wagon is a very distinct 80s, 90s, dorky car. Thing. Yeah. That, like, in an action movie to have, like, a family road trip with, like, him and Sarah and John. It's like, this is... This is a, this is a vibe. It's a choice, and it works. It works really well. They're trying to stop the, or they're trying to save John from the Terminator, trying to escape the Terminator, or whatever. And so Sarah has in her mind her plan to like, you know, circumvent all of this. Is that if she kills the scientist who's going to basically create the robots that lead to the downfall, none of it will happen. And so she goes to his house and whatever. And so this is the guy of Miles Dyson, and is Dyson named after Miles Dyson? By the way, like Dyson vacuums and shit, it has to be, right? I don't know. Maybe Dr. Miles Bennett Dyson. I had this thought, but I thought maybe you would know off the rip, like, while I was watching the movie. I don't know. Like Um, Dyson Airblade hand dryers, all this shit. It has to be. Like, he's like a super scientist that invents a new cool thing, and... Don't know, maybe. I mean, you know, like weird sort of technological scientific advancements or whatever, Yeah. yeah. But the trivia that I saw about this was that Denzel was offered this role, and he turned it down because he's like all the students. Like, like at the quote, the quote's very funny. No offense to Jim Cameron, calling him Jim. No offense to Jim Cameron, but when I read the script, I thought all he does is look scared and sweat. I had to pass, and it's like yeah, he had a pretty move, good career. Bud. But like, yeah, it's like it's like oh man, like this is know. a this is a this is a role that. Speaking of snakes on a plane, Samuel Jackson would have been like, yep, count me in, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And he would have mm-hmm. nailed it, and you'd have been like, god damn, Samuel Jackson's in this movie too. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Because he's in every one of these movies in a role like this. Like, and you're like, god damn, I always forget Samuel Jackson's in this one too. Because it's not a very expansive, complicated role, but it's also like, man, if you look back, like this is one of the biggest action movies of all time, like many consider one of the best action movies of all time. Like even you know, like you're not the star, it's like you could bring something to it, your name's associated with it. You know, I don't know. Wild. 
ooh, you know what was really cool in this movie that we also What's see that? in Fast and is a vehicle? The remote control car that the little ooh. boy is driving. We get one in ten. It's a vehicle. It's something new. We, I, haven't, I don't think we've seen a remote control car yet anywhere else. No tiny Tej, just no a little tiny car. No tiny Tej, yeah. If they put a little Arnold on it, that would have been pretty cool. That kid was wearing the uh, the vintage, or maybe not vintage, but like the early 90s, like when they were in the World Series, the Minnesota Twins hat, which is a very cool, like that that sort of slanted M, which is very cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm also very excited in real life because the Vikings are at least partially sometimes throwback, going back to their classic jerseys. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter, but like with the yellow and white stripes on the shoulder pads. Oh, no, I did. I, I just saw today the Browns ones. The Browns are where they finally opened. So the whole thing is that they finally opened this up that you can wear different color helmets now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the Browns have like an all-white helmet that they're wearing with their jerseys when they're playing the Steelers in week two. That's the one that I saw. I just sent you a picture on Facebook of what the... Like, it's the it's the Randy Moss era, late 90s, probably even before To be honest, I think football 90s. jerseys now are so fucking lame. Yeah, this is incredible. Why wouldn't they always it's wear simple. this? I don't know. I did like when they had the... Remember, like, what did they call it? What were the Thursday Night Football color rush yeah i like those when there was like all purple like the pants were purple and stuff i'm just like this is pretty cool and people like that looks ugly i'm like i don't know man i think it looks cool but yeah like this is i don't even think it's just i I think part of it is like the nostalgia of it but i also think it's just like it just looks cool i think football jerseys have gotten really fucking lame and like i really like the niners ones that have like the gold and black outline those like Mm -hmm. the throwback number ones because like just give me something that has a little bit of personality right like yeah i agree I agree. Or, you know, personality from an earlier time when when, thing, when teams actually had personality. Yeah, or like did a lot of cocaine. Did you catch not a fast action, what? but a breaking bad action? Oh, what was it? What was it? Dean Norris is in like one shot as a SWAT guy. I was like, is he? Okay, I fucking, it's Schrader, AC Schrader? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I, I recognized him, but it was so quick, and he's, like, masked. I was he's like, that a, looks like AC. gas mask on. I was like, mm-hmm. that looks like AC Schrader, but then, yes. And he also looks, like, the same age. And I was also like, there's no way he still looks this old. Because I was like, this can't possibly be. Then I remembered, like, in season, in the first three seasons of The X-Files, he has, like, basically the same, like, he's always a cop. He's always a cop and everything. But he's got, like, a similar kind of role where he's, like, trying to, like, tactically take down a bad guy. And, like... It's not a starring role, but it's more than just this. And, like, he kind of looks the same, too. And I'm just like, maybe it is him. And, like, if you look on, I think, if you look on IMDb, I think, like, his most known for is Breaking Bad. And then I think it's this. Like, it's, because I think people are just like, is that Dean Norris? Makes sense. Is that Schrader? Let me see here. Actor, Breaking Bad, second most known for Terminator 2. And then Total Recall and Remember. I don't know what Remember is, but Did you recognize somebody else in this movie? Did I recognize somebody else in this movie? Probably, but who? The little kid, uh, John's little kid friend. Oh, it was uh, he was from Salute Your Shorts or something. Yes, yes, yeah. he was. What what was his name in uh, what was his name? I forget. I looked it up and I didn't. It's like Butnick, Buttkiss. Robert Bobby Budnick, Budnick, played by Danny Cooksey. Yeah, yeah. Man, Salute Your Shorts and like, hey, dude, like that was the prime era of '90s Nickelodeon. Yeah, and then you would get into what was the Wild and Crazy Kids. Hmm, yeah. That would Classic be like the times. game show. Yeah. Did you watch Hey Dude? That was the same time, right? Of course, yeah. They played like back-to-back. I liked Salute Your Shorts better, a lot better, but I don't I definitely think I knew hey Christine Taylor, Ben Stiller's wife, and also like in Dodgeman, all those movies, was in, I don't think I remember she was in Hey Dude. She was one of the stars of Hey Dude. The blonde one? Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember wow. having a huge crush on her. Yeah, I'm sure. She's beautiful. She's always been beautiful, so. Yeah. So there's another chase down the LA highway where they're train they're tra- they're trading changing vehicles as like they get destroyed. There's a police helicopter. I love Robert seeing Robert Patrick with four arms. Like he's got two guns and then he's got the other two that are flying the plane because he can like make himself look like whatever. And it's just like such a weird specific like of course he would. Like why wouldn't he? But like still like the, the actual yeah. like seeing that play out, it's just like that's super fucking cool. That I think that that chase scene, as cool as the one in the aqueduct is, I really like the fun and playfulness of that one. Of like that one, like as they're getting to the end, like when they're breaking finally into like the steel factory, right? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That whole thing of like Arnold riding a truck that's sliding, 
and like them changing vehicles and like flipping the truck on the bridge you know what i mean like all of these different pieces of that culminate very very well and like build so i i enjoyed that chasing a lot i also feel like it's nice and I, i'm sure that i'm going to like if i think about this at all i will be proven wrong but i like that it's at night like it feels like this is the kind of stunt like the, the coloring you see like during the day I think the whole coloring of this, when I was watching it, I was thinking back to Blade Runner, and I was like, this almost has a similar color palette as Blade Runner, but it's not as, like, neon, and it still looks really, really good. Like, James Cameron's nailing it with these shots. Mm -hmm. Like, even more than I think that, like, of course, like, Avatar looks beautiful and, like, things like that, but, like, man, I was like, god damn, I wish James Cameron would make another movie like this. You know what I mean? Just because I'm like, he really knows how to, like, use a camera and color and framing and, like, all of these things. And, like, fuck, if he would just stop making fucking avatars and Never. just make this. Yeah, I know. I know. Avatars all the way down. But, like, what's cool about the first movie is that the first movie takes place, like, almost entirely across one day. And so, like, all of it is just, like, them chasing each other around L.A. at night. And here, too, like, it's, again, L.A., like, mostly in one night. And then there's the stuff during the day. Like, there's the chase through the drainage. And, like, there's, you know, at the day camp or whatever. Or then the day camp, but, like, the sort of trailer parky area or whatever. Yes, but, yes, like, yes, yes. The... So much of the cool stuff in this, like you're saying, takes place at night. And it just looks so good and so just different from, like, what other stuff looks like. Like, I think there's something, like, there's something to be said about, like, making night shots seem visible and seem, like, understandable, and, like, he just does it so well here, so I think you're That's what I'm saying, yeah, it's that. That that goes hand-in-hand with, like, the coloring and the lighting for me. You're right, yeah. Because, like, this could look really washed and dark, and it's, like, and also there was, like, that shot where they're driving down the road, and he was, like, the road was wet, and I'm, like, you wet this fucking road knowing that, like, it would look Mm -hmm. so much cooler with, like, just a glisten on it, and, like, the lights would reflect off of it, and now it's going to look badass. And I'm like, yep, you were right. It did it. And then I think, like, when they get to the facility with the liquid nitrogen we talked about before, but, like, all of that is so dark and so chilly and so cold, and you get inside, there's all this, like, molten lava, and, like, all yes. this, like, the, you know, and the use that as the lighting. Like, yeah. It's like, that's just, that's unbelievable, too. Like, it's just so cool that, like, you can have nighttime, but it still feels bright because you're, but it's still dark. Like, it's, like, this complicated... It's just like this whole movie looks great. Like, you know, we're not saying anything new that people love this movie, but like, I think it's also seeing this movie. Like, I know that you're not huge into action, but you see this movie, and then like, we watch some bullshit, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, no, like, this is not good. Like, you can see, like, when, even when things are done well, like, even if it's not your genre, you're like, this looks really cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's like seeing anybody do yeah. anything right. It's like, yeah. Other notes, other thoughts, other favorite yes. sequences, other favorite moments? Because we can go through the vehicles later, but keep, hit, hit me with whatever. When they're in the... I know it's a computer laboratory, but mm-hmm. there is so much denim, and everyone's eating inside this lab. And I was like, both of these things gotta go. Mm. One for safety reasons, the other one, because why is everybody in like a denim like jumpsuit essentially the whole fucking whatever it does feel like james cameron is a guy who loves denim and i have nothing to back that up other than i just think he probably loves denim he probably he probably does love denim yeah yeah i can agree with that for no reason and like that not not i mean it's not not condescending but just feels like guy probably loves denim denim a like a ralph Lauren polo shirt and a denim jacket too yeah tucked in like not a full tucked in canadian tuxedo but like pretty close yeah tucked in mm-hmm. for sure though like yeah. dad style tucked in and he's like mm-hmm. yeah sperry's no socks let me tell you let me talk to you about the ocean yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> you, t- you got you got two hours for me to talk to you about the ocean not really but i guess you saw the thing the other day with like whatever the titanic the submarine fucking blew up right and mm-hmm. um they were like Nothing is better than Bill Paxton's reaction when James Cameron comes up on 9-11. Did you see this? Mm-mm. They yanked him, right? Because they're like, you got to come up. Shit went down. So they bring him back up, and James Cameron's like, what the fuck happened? Bill Paxton's like, terrorist, blew it up, the whole thing. <laughs> and, like, it's just, like, him, like, very erratic, like, trying to explain the last, like, four hours to James Cameron. And it's really, really wild. I saw headlines that are like, he doesn't plan to make a movie about the submersibles. Like, yeah, like, what, why would why he? Why would like, he? What do you, why, okay, like, I guess that's a question that people want answered, but, like, just let the man make his Avatar movies and stop bothering him. Yeah, he's like an old grandpa that just, like, that just mm-hmm. likes weird alien 
sex he loves anymore. The ocean and yeah, and and aliens. Alien sex. He just mm-hmm. wants to make more niche alien porn for himself that looks very very good. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're <laughs> it's, not wrong. It's pretty much what it is. Oh, also I was glad that I saw the scene. I had forgotten it, but um early in the movie when John and Budnick are at the uh arcade twitter loves to use the scene when like he comes up to him and he's like hey have you ever seen this kid he's like nope never seen him and hands the picture back and it's like it's always been fuck the police like from the rip like this kid just like his first reaction is just like lie to the cop like no matter mm-hmm. what like he doesn't know what he's looking for him for or what he's just like nope never seen that kid before don't know and he runs and tells him like get the fuck out of here he's looking for you that was a beautiful early 90s also meaning late 80s kind of mall and like just like 12 year old fashion and just like everybody looks amazing and also terrible at the same time like that's yeah stranger things aspires to recreate this a lot i think that's all that's the same thing it's like you see if you see stranger things you're like this is pretty cool and you like see the original be like oh they didn't really get it right like they were close but like they didn't really fully nailed like how crazy or like if they do it you're like that's so crazy man that was never like that you're like oh actually kind of was like that right so yeah Big scrunchies. Hmm. Um, okay, I have I have a f- more philosophical thought, question, conversation okay. to have with you. Okay, okay. We spend a lot of time talking about how the Fast and the Furious series is going to end. At the end of this movie, we see Terminator have to sacrifice himself. Vin, we, we say he's probably mm. going to have to die in the last one. Do you foresee him taking inspiration from this? If so, how can he? I think that Vin watches this and he and he would be like, "This is film." Oh, and I think that I mean, he for could sure. see it and be like, "I want people to like remember in Terminator Two when the Terminator sacrifices himself that it is much like me dying at the end of F Ten Part Two." I'm Googling, ooh. What? Whoa, hold on. What? Apparently, Vin was almost cast as the villain in Terminator 3, which apparently people hate. I Googled Vin Diesel Terminator 2. I was trying to see if like he had given an interview about that, be like, you know, I was like, this is my favorite movie or whatever. But apparently, he's like been rumored, not as like the Arnold, but like as, again, sort of an emotionless killing machine. He was going to be the Terminator? He was going to be the villain, the, the the Terminator villain, the TX in Terminator X. 3. TX. There you go. And so it got to be in his brain. Kristana Loken gained the role. I probably got that name terribly wrong. But yeah, he was going to be the TX. Before over 10,000 women auditioned to play the TX, so the villain in the third one's a woman, there were talks about making the villain another male Terminator model to capitalize on his emerging stardom. The actor had an undeniably impressive blockbuster streak, and his work in Pitch Black and Fast and Furious convinced the Terminator franchise producers that he could be a worthy opponent for Schwarzenegger. While Terminator 3 eventually went with Logan and a female TX, it's tough to tell which of these options was the right call, and whether Diesel playing the TX could have improved on the lukewarm reception of the sequel. Man, can you imagine Vin and Arnold in this? If if Vin would have been in Terminator 3, Arnold would definitely have been in the Fast franchise. Ooh. And we've never we've never talked about adding Arnold instead of Kurt Russell maybe. Uh, I think he's uh, No, I don't think instead of Kurt Russell cuz I don't think age would have played as bad. I think he could have like literally been Hobbs. You wouldn't have got Hobbs and Shaw, but I think that you could have had Arnold play Hobbs. All right. Uh, Apparently, again, Terminator 3, the one I had not seen, apparently it was like the the villain is kind of corny, I guess, because she's a woman, and I guess they just don't know how to write her. I also don't think that James Cameron, he definitely didn't direct it. I don't know if he wrote it or not. Um, But, you know, one of these, like, classic, it's it's screen rant, one of these, like, we're going to write clickbait about whatever was talking about how, uh, like, what Vin would have brought to it, and, like, apparently it would have been, like, more serious like it could have been better or also could have been worse i mean it's the, it's the vin diesel conundrum right it's like you're gonna make it better you're gonna make it worse i don't know it's hard to tell but like he's gonna, he's gonna he was... be vin diesel and it depends on what part of vin diesel he wants to be like how brooding are you gonna just play this yeah, but i think like that james... arnold i think that arnold playing terminator is essentially vin 
morphing into whatever end game Vin character he becomes at the 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 most recent version of whatever movie he's playing, right? Mm-hmm. Like every yeah. Vin character just becomes Terminator. Like play it straight, play it brooding. I'm so deeply serious all the time. Draws inspiration or at least similarities or whatever. It looks like James Cameron had nothing to do. He wrote and directed or co-wrote and directed the first two. Solo directed, co-wrote both, produced the second one. Then he wasn't involved at all until the newest one, which he just co-produced and helped with the story. Um, So like three, four, and five, he had nothing to do with. And so I guess people don't like those. Like I think people don't like three. People really don't like four. I think five was okay, and I think six was the one that was, like, kind of better. Six was also kind of, like, a more feminist take. They're all kind of feminist, but, like, it was Linda Hamilton, Arnold, Mackenzie Davis, Natalia Reyes, and then Gabriel Luna. I would like to see Vin, in a sliding doors reality, long story short, I'd like to see Vin as a bad guy Terminator. Because we also, like, we rarely see Vin as the bad guy, right? Like, we talked about that last lap. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, it would have been great, you're right, to see him as the villain. I think so, too. I want to see him play opposite Arnold, like, because I really do love the, like, pre-fighting Vin and Rock dynamic. And I would, I think that he and Arnold, Arnold isn't as threatening to Vin, because I think he's, like, over the hill. You know what I mean? Like, in mm. in his head, like, Vin can't rival... Well, I mean, we don't know that like, for no, sure. No, I mean, it Arnold like, can't like... rival Vin at this age you know i don't mm. think he would feel threatened by him he's like oh your your time has passed but like this would be really cool for us the two biggest action star muscle men ever in vin's head for us to be on screen together while i think you are probably right i also can definitely see arnold gets cast in whatever the next fast and furious movie and then there's a story like vin doesn't like that arnold's getting all the highlights and all the headlines about them it's just like all right come on man like what are we doing here but like yes i could definitely see that too like everybody being like oh my god arnold schwarzenegger's in the new fast and the furious and vin's like i had to sacrifice myself for this last movie but arnold come on arnold would be such a great addition guys if you're listening cast arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) and add him in the in part two fast x part two because now i just want to see it my brain only wants to see that and called Fast 10 Part 2, colon, Judgment Day. That, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or Rise of the game. Machines. It, sure. I mean, it, pick any of these auxiliary titles they and add that onto the end. work. How about they The Terminator work. Presents Fast X Part 2? Judgment Day works for Fast and Furious. Rise of the Machines definitely works. Salvation, probably very religious. Yeah, definitely. very religious, yeah. Genesis, kind of. I mean, Genesis also could apply anything. Dark Feet sure but dark like, fate we already had fate so we, we go fate. dark fate of the furious and also vin went dark in that movie yeah wow okay the last thing the last note that i have oh i have two things um one the soundtrack to this movie is pretty much exactly the iHeart radio version of my local pittsburgh radio station that i listened to when i wake up it had like mm-hmm. bad to the bone it had su- like like for the first 30 minutes of the movie, it almost played them in the same order that I hear them. Because somehow iHeartRadio, like, when it, like, plays the songs, it's not, like, playing the songs that they're playing a lot of the time. Do you know this? hmm Sure. Uh, like, I'm, like, listening to, like, my local classic rock station. And right. I don't think they're playing the same songs that they're actually playing on the local station. They just, like, syndicate, like, 50 songs. And they're just playing them on a loop, essentially. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So, like, every morning... Like, I hear, like, one of three songs, and, like, Bad to the Bone is, like, just, like, the time I wake up and, like, it playing, and they'll play, like, the host and things like that, but, like, the songs that they play in, in between are, like, not the actual songs that they're playing. That's, so maybe maybe they just syndicate out, like, the, the host band and they let it fill, but yeah, like, it's funny. I'm not positive of it, but, I mean, I hear Bad to the Bone three times a week in the morning at the same time every morning. They're not playing Bad to the Bone at 7.50 every morning on the radio station. And that's something that, like, through no fault of its own to this movie, like, that that song is so played out and so kind of, like... Oh, yeah, yeah Cheesy, yeah. corny, jokey, whatever, that, like, to see it in this, I'm just like, ooh. All yes. right. That yeah. wasn't ideal, but, you know, whatever. It was cool at the time, I'm sure. I also love, like, I'm wearing right now, like, one of the horror, sh- horror, horror sites that I 
buy stuff from put out Terminator 2 but like on the back it's like is a Guns N' Roses use your illusion 2 because like the kid's just playing like a lesser Guns N' Roses album on his like little like Budnick's playing that like on his little boom box like he's just like playing oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. not really like Guns N' Roses hits but like it's very clearly Guns N' Roses songs and just like that's kind of a cool thing so that's another song that they play on the radio. Like specifically, that one that he's playing on the boombox is a, is one of the other ones that they so play. So maybe on they the just radio. love this movie. They love this soundtrack, possibly, or they just syndicated the Terminator to OST and just maybe. like, yeah, I don't know. Vehicles in this movie. There's at least four non-cars that we've talked. There's th- Dirt at least bike, three that we've talked about: mm-hmm. motorcycle, mm-hmm. helicopter, mm-hmm. Um, and one more. S- Oh, the, I, I will say it's the first one I wrote down. What is it? In the future, in the apocalyptic future, there is the alien dropship. Oh, the metallic. Good dropship. call. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I actually, when I watched this on Sunday night, I didn't take any notes, and then today I just like what quote unquote watched the movie at like ten or thirty x speed, like fast forwarding through the Blu-ray, and I'm just like like, writing down things. So, like, I probably missed some things that I thought of on Sunday night. I'm just like, I want to watch this. I want to enjoy this because I haven't seen this in forever. And so I'm like, but but I'm also, like, taking mental notes. I'm like, all right, Dropship. Got to remember Dropship. Got to remember this. Got to remember that. I get that the dirt bike is cool and especially cool because he's so young and he's using it, like, as his full thing. But, like, he should really have a fucking skateboard or something, right? Yeah. I, I think that, like, you should have a skateboard, but at the same time, it's like the dirt bike just fucking works for like you're running from a terminator machine they kind of explain it in a way and they don't really do much with it but like he talks about how his stepdad like or you know one of what one of the no not not stepdad one of the guys that he really liked that sarah dated taught him about engines and so he's a kind of a gearhead but they don't really do anything with that they don't like well no that's just to show that that's just to show that arnold's now filling that exact role for sure yeah and like because in, he's in talking he's... about it while arnold's showing him how to fix the truck and he's saying i really like this guy that showed me how to fix the truck and arnold's like not pro- like not emotionally processing what the kid's telling him mm-hmm. yeah it's cute. And in case you did in case you missed it the sarah connor voiceover like and it was in that moment that i realized he was the ultimate father i'm like come on like we get yeah, it yeah like, yeah yeah you're you're he would never us- leave him he would be with him forever <laughs> yeah. he would die to protect him it's like all right like we get it yeah uh all right let's watch a trailer for this oh there's so there's trivia about the trailer so James, I guess he was busy making this movie. He asked this guy, Stan Winston, to direct a teaser trailer. And he didn't want the teaser to just be early footage. So he's like, here's 150 grand. Go make something. And so he Wait, created what? this guy. Okay. That's, I don't know. No, that's just wild shit to talk about, right? Stan Winston went and made a trailer that was like a futuristic assembly line churning out copies of Terminators, all that looked like Arnold. Because like in the at the end of the first movie, Arnold gets like in that compressor like he gets totally flattened yeah and so if like arnold is just like in the trailer again people thinking that audiences are dumb they'd be like didn't he die in the first one and so this teaser they're just like there's arnold after arnold after arnold Arnold or whatever very smart uh, very cool was pretty cool and they ran that for a year or at least a year before this movie came out they showed it before total recall so like people are going to see this new arnold movie and they show a teaser for another arnold movie it's like this looks super cool so well played. Very brilliant. That's not the trailer too. we're watching, but that was a very cool idea for a how do we bring him back and like not give away what the movie is, but get people excited. So that was pretty cool. Very, but we very are watching, smart. of course, from our friends at Rotten Tomatoes Classic Trailers, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, 1991, trailer number one, posted three years ago for some reason. All right, whatever. One million views. Let me know when you are ready. I'm queued up and ready, bud. Three, two, one, play. Carol, Carol. Do you like that da da dun da dun, or does that annoy you? Because that's like no, all, I like all it. these movies. Okay. I like it. These were taken at the West Highland Police Station. Oh yeah, him coming out naked off the rip, also a great move. So in the first movie, he hangs Dong. Yeah. You see yeah, Arnold yeah. Dick in the first movie. Here he's actually wearing like purple board shorts or something, but Yeah, yeah that's oh, super cool. Good, we get that. Yeah, you don't get rid of this scene, you fucking idiots. Now his mission. Get down. Oh, the shotgun is an awesome weapon too. And this trailer reveals that he's protecting. Okay. Interesting, yeah. His loyalty 
Oh, also, so John Furlong, who played John Connor, I think John Furlong, um, the kid who played John Connor, grew, like basically hit puberty while making this movie, and they had to like radically like change the way that they film things to be like this kid like became a man basically while watching this movie or while making this movie, which is kind of funny. This time there are two Terminator Two. Uh oh. Oh, and he has like the the machine gun too. Yeah. All the holes through him when he gets shot are super cool, too. Oh, breaking the truck or hitting the brakes on the truck so that the helicopter crashes into the back was super cool. Yep. And there's the floor. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. This time, he's back. Him? Trust me. Continually reloading the shotgun by twirling it around was so cool. He plays really, really well with the shotgun. I agree, and it's just like a—it's it, like in his size, I think plays into it too for me. Like he's just like a good size that he looks good with a shotgun. Sure, it's a nice. It, it, like I like that he like stashes it like behind his leg on the motorcycle. Like everything about it works. Just it's super cool. He's effortlessly cool. That's what I think Statham ex- exudes. Like it's just like I was built to be cool. Like, I'm just a cool guy that looks cool doing fucking anything. Anything yeah, I'm doing is just, like, badass and cool. Like Yeah. Letterbox game, for reference sake, Mad Max oh. Fury Road 1.476 runs up to 1.5 million. Terminator 2 Judgment Day 1991. James Cameron, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Edward Furlong, not John Furlong, plays John Connor, but Edward Furlong, and Robert Patrick has been seen by how many people? Six hundred and seventy-two thousand. You are very close, but you're too low. Seven hundred and twenty-two thousand. Ooh, seven hundred and twenty thousand. So if you had to say <laughs> oh, two, seven twenty oh twenty-one. That first guess was pretty fucking close, to be it honest. Too, it was. It was really close. That's why I was like surprised. So out of those, well, average rating of a four point three, most common a five, then a four, then a four point five. It is the 145th highest rated film on Letterboxd, according to this. That's pretty the, nuts. The films that qualify. Yeah. How many people, and again, we're in the, we're high enough that there's no, you just round to the nearest hundred. So how many people have this in their top four favorite films of all time? It is kind of old now, but I'm, I'm sure it's a ton. I'm going to go 2,400 off the rip. You are way too low. 12,500. 12, you are now too high. One more guess. 8,700. 9,200 people. So the normal, the 0.1% would be 7,200. So this is like higher than average in terms of how many people seen it. That many people love it. So many people, so many of my friends gave it five stars. We're actually going to go to Kara's profile because Kara has it in her top four favorite films. Kara does? Kara does. How does she watch this? This poor girl, she probably has epilepsy the whole time. Maybe the night scenes help. I don't know, Kara, if you're listening to this, you know. I doubt it, but we'll ask you anyways. Yeah. She, I mean, I know that she at least keeps tabs on the podcast, so maybe if she sees this and sees us talking about it, maybe she'll I guess it's not in. very stroby, but, like, it also feels like something that would be, like, nauseating. It's it's so fast, you know what I mean? Like, all of the things that she's described to us when she was, like, talking about movies that we were watching together, it feels mm-hmm. like it has a lot of those bits and pieces, so... She says, every time I see this, I'm reminded not only of how excellent it is, but also how much time John Connor spends riding around in a sweet moped listening to Guns N' Roses with Bud Nick from Salute Your Shorts at the beginning. Five stars. Well, she's, she is a woman after our own hearts, right? That's family if I've ever heard it. So number three, her f- number three favorite movie of all time. She's Bimps, B-I-M-P-S-E. She's Bimps a lot of places on the Everywhere. internet. But she's yeah. Bimps on Letterboxd. Also, I'm on Blue Sky now. I finally got a Blue Sky, so I'm on Soul Pop there, too. Blue Sky, Threads is dead. R.I.P. to Threads. What a life lived. Wait, but... what? Wait, what did I say, like, a week and a half ago? It was never... It just nobody's over there, man. And what was what was my argument? That, like, all the cool people that needed to be there to make it work weren't there? And you were like, no... 7 million users in 3 it hours. It has 100 million people. It's also not a, uh, available in the EU. Like, e- nothing about it is actually working, but... I almost sent you a, a picture today of somebody being like, yes, I, I almost sent you a picture today of some guy being like, 
R.I.P. And it was just him deleting threads from his phone, like already. I have it on my home screen and my, you know, like the, the main <laughs> screen apps. And I don't think I'm going to keep it there. But I have not moved Blue Sky there because I don't think I'm actually, whatever. Anyway. Anyway. Twitter's, Twitter is still going to be around because all the people that you want to see, fucked up or not, are all still there. And accessibility is the best availability. That's how I it know. is. But they're not moving. Unless, yeah. like, unless, like, Facebook, like, integrated. Like, unless, like, Threads just was, like, in Facebook. Like, Messenger, Threads, it's there. It's not going to work. And also... people want that. People don't want that, yes. Because Facebook is linked to you, where Twitter can just be... Like, my family's there. It's like, yeah, well... Yeah, Twitter, you could just talk about, you know, like, the anime porn that you like and Mm -hmm. your political leanings. So, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, is Bimps' number three favorite film of all time. Number four is a movie we just watched in the last month. Oh, that's not helpful. Just watching the last month with 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 Kara was it past ten? No. Oh, okay. Did. We had a guest on this episode, and it okay. was this guest's favorite movie. Jaws. Jaws number four. Jaws and Terminator okay. Two. Okay. Number two is a movie I don't think you've seen, but it they watched it. Wistful thinking covered at the very start of COVID. Um, it's Todd Haynes' movie who did Carol and Dark Waters and Velvet Goldmine. It's a movie with Julianne Moore called Safe, which is about a viral no, outbreak No, I would have never, ever got that, yeah. I just wanted Thank to do characters, but I'm like, okay, number one, though, is another perfect movie that Kara, Mike, and I talked about on a podcast, and that Brian also covered on his podcast. Is it Mean Girls? No, but you are... You have to go back in its lineage. Same director? Mm-mm. This movie has been covered by three different podcasts on our network, by Wistful Thinking, High School Slumber Party, and Cinemakers. Clueless. Clueless. Nice. Okay, Mean Girls was a good guess. Yeah, and, and Clueless felt like a very Kara movie. Clueless, Safe, T2, and Jaws. I've not seen Safe yet still. I, I would have never gotten like, Safe. When COVID happened, Kara and Jordan watched a bunch of like viral outbreak movies and I think freaked themselves out and like whistle thinking kind of die but like i think they both i mean obviously carol loves safe because it's in her top four but i think the way they, they talked about safe i'm like i really got to see this movie and i just never did but uh shout out to Safe. but like those are three other great movies what did i get i watched we watched contagion like the first week and then everything became super terrifying mm-hmm. and i was like i should probably avoid zombie and or outbreak movies for a while yeah they did contagion and then 28 days later and then safe and they were just like we can't do this anymore we that's yeah that's I, I i made it just to contagion and stopped yes kyra makes jordan watch one of her favorite unsettling movies yeah safe was the last episode that wistful thinking did so if you want to hear kyra's thoughts on that go check out Wistful thinking but that's it any other thoughts about terminator 2 judgment today no i'm glad that i finally got to watch it with with attention mm. and commitment i'll probably revisit the first one now because I'm curious about what I remember and how it's it also, plays. The first one's also half an hour shorter, which is nice. I, I did notice that. I saw that, yeah. I have no intentions to watch the rest of them, ever. Salvation, I don't think, was very good. I kind of like Genesis, and I didn't really like Dark Fate. Yeah, you don't have to. I asked Bob. I'm just like, should I keep watching this? Because, like, you know, I just watched all the Mission yes, Impossible. Or like, yeah. half Mission Impossible. I watch all the screams. He's like, no, just stop. I'm like, all right, that's fair. That's oh, I'm glad that you brought up the screams. Rachel and I have been watching all the screams. Like I don't remember ever watching them because they're scream movies. Whenever a new one comes out, we get drunk and watch it pretty much like as soon as it's on VOD. They're all good. They're all really good. They're I all much. All they're all a ton of, of fun. Yeah, and I think the two like, new ones are really really great. The two new ones were really great because like we were like gonna watch the newest one, and Rachel and I were like, "Did we watch the last one?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, it was like these two were the killer." And I was like, "Oh, spoilers for Scream, but sure." Scream has more than one killer. That's well, one of them does. One of the movies does not have multiple killers. I won't tell you which one though. It's not five. Exactly. And then our next episode is A Life in the Fast Lane. And our next pit stop, our next pit stop movie is going to be RRR, which came out last year on Netflix, which people love. Oh, I still fun. haven't seen, but that's a very long Bollywood movie, or like you know, three-hour Bollywood movie, not very long, but you know. Oh yeah, there was Bollywood. like tons of tons of um, nominees for everything, right? People loved it. I did yep. not see it, but people loved it. I so didn't I'm see it either. Finally so see I'm that. excited. Cool. But for all things, oh, wait, hold on, before we go, gotta shout out our patrons. Shout Do out it. to 
Cassie Wilson, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, and Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party. Wes Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden Renato, D. Donato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Gallier, Josh Buckley of Whole Lot of Wolves, yep. Michael Moser, Christian Larson, Tara New One, Aaron Wolosin, Natalie Absolute. We, we heard from Natalie. We'll talk, we'll read a little bit about Natalie on Ooh. the Patreon episode and then another on the Life in the Fast Lane. And then Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Mon. Mon- Tez. Did you see Vanessa Hudgens in the news recently? No. Why would she do? Was it was it she was just bad looking was it good and everybody was oh. like, Vanessa, I was not familiar with your game. Oh, like, Vanessa Hudgens looked good for oh, I know. 20 years. We've been on this train, but Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, I can she's my age. I can say she's looked good for twenty years, even if she is whatever. She's attractive. We were she's sixteen when she was sixteen. I know. That's 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 fine. It's fine. She's beautiful. Anyway, shout out yep. to Montez, real and imaginary. And whatever uh we will for all things too fast too forever i'm gonna i'm gonna have to remove the one word from this for all things too fast too forever go to cageclub.me facebook.com slash too fast too forever or at too fast too forever on twitter instagram and youtube or threads Nowhere else of note email us family at cageclub.me check out our patreon page at too fast too forever.com and our store at cageclub.me slash shop and come back next time for life in the fast lane too fast too furious minute 90 i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and we will tell you all about it when we see you again